Very good. After our Benazmanim. We are in Vajvi in Kas and Savlonas, which we translated as anger and tolerance more than anger and patience, which I told you I saw by Ackerman, so I got told him we quoted him. Uh, and now we are on Vajvi. We'll see if we can push it to uh, to do the last, to finish up this section. Uh, and then we move on. Okay. Vajvi, page Reish Chaf Aleph. What we've been discussing until now are the situations that generally come up in the course of going, general, everyday circumstances. So sometimes those are hard enough to get past. The everyday things that come up, right? This is working? Yeah, it's working. Okay. In the everyday things that come up. Something that drives you out of your kalim. At the end of the day, there will be situations that come up that are not just the everyday circumstances. Somebody does something that's really out, that deserves a response. There are things that are going to come up. And the question is, how do we address it, right? Kate said, Yasik has Savlon, Maimed Behan. How is a Savlon? We're working on it. A person is has tolerance, but something deserves a response due to the nature of the of whatever whatever they did to deserve the reaction. And how does a person maintain their inner composure? How do you respond when you're not supposed to just be totally kind of mellow and passive? There are certain things that just totally exceed what's acceptable. It needs a big, a big reaction, a strong reaction. How vulnerable is a person who's plugged into, you know, he's in a communal role or he's an av, a father, a machanech, especially, you know, when you're invested, you take it personally also, in order that he's not, uh, he's going to lose his temper, and he's going to explode into a kas. But if he does that and he totally flies off the handle, this type of reaction, Pashtus, is not going to be matim and moil. It's not going to be effect- appropriate and it's not going to be effective. So until now, we've been talking about conducting yourself in the everyday, run of the mill circumstances, some of which are maddening. But, you know, how, how do you deal with the everyday thing? Sometimes something happens, it demands a response, especially if you're in a role of discipline, even having just regular family things but sometimes a person does something and it, it, some, an out-of-the-box action deserves an out-of-the-box reaction but on the other hand once you totally lose your composure then you, also you're going to go past the uh, disproportionate response so how do we approach that we start with chazal a famous Gemara. How do we know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu davens? Again, whatever exactly it means, but we'll see the Nakud that we need from it. My Matzli. So ultimately, what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu davening? That my Rachmim should subdue my anger. And my Rachmim, my mercy... What I mean should be able to roll over my midais ve'akonis lem lefnim meshuras hadin, and I should deal with them lefnim meshuras hadin. 
right? Now, again, these are almost anthropomorphisms, the whole idea of actual emotions, midos, whatever this means, but Chazal are getting to a point. Tanya, Amr Bishmo Ben Elisha, Pamachas Nechnasi, Lahakti Katez Lafanav Lefnim, I was going through Kodesh Kadashim. Vraisi, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Akaskrikel, Kazem Svakos, it's a Lashon of the Gemara over there. Finally, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Show Yoyshev Al Kisei Ram Venisa, Varmali, Yishmal Beni Barcheni, Yishmal Beni, give me a bracha. Amarti Lo, he Rotzan Milafanecha, Sheyich Beshu Rachmecha as Kaschai, that your Rachmim should subdue your anger. Via Goilu Rachmecha Al Midaisecha, and your Rachmim should roll over your Midais. Vitisnai Gimbanecha, Bemidas Harachmim, Vitikanes Lehem Lefnimeshuras Hadin. Okay, so what Hashem davens for, this was the bracha that, that, uh, that Yishmael, that Rabbi Yishmael gave, uh, that Rabbi Yishmael ben Alisha gave a Kaddish Baruch Hu, v'nanali barosho, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, acknowledged, he shook his head, so to speak, again, not to get involved in, in, in anthropomorphisms, what it is, what it is, v'kam ha'shmolan, shaloite birchas hediot kalabeinecha, that, that a birchas hediot is not for naught. Take it seriously. Now, kaiser shal Kaddish Baruch Hu, what is, Obviously, Hashem doesn't have anger, right? Uh, whatever, if anger is a loss of equilibrium, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what we relate to as anger in our terms is not what anger means, Klape HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What is this Midah of Kas, Klape HaKadosh Baruch Hu? We have a parallel that we have. But when one says Haronaf and so forth, what is Kas? So Kas by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is a, a, a is to have. These, these are going to the core of what Chazalim are talking about. You have to learn how to learn a Chazal. What's Kas of it's a mida that demands perfection, which, why should HaKadosh Baruch Hu demand any less? He created you. A mida that demands perfection, a certain level of, of response, a certain level of shlemus from his brios, from his creations, from the one, right, from the one who's totally dependent on him. There's a certain expectation, right? There's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, we always talk about entitlement is a bad thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is entitled to create you and expect that you are going to respond and use, you know, what you're totally on him in a certain way. And this midah of rachmim is able, so to speak, to roll over. There's a midah that demands perfection and shlemas from his creations. And this midah of rachmim is a midah that can overtake this demand for this absolute demand for perfection. We'll have to get into making this practical. It could, so to speak, like a waterfall. It can wash over everything else more than din would demand. Din is not a bad thing. Din is a quid pro quo. It's just saying that you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you eyes to be used for a certain way. He created and he continues to create. You're not to create. You're not using them the appropriate way. You no longer get use of them. That's din, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is, is able to... So Rachim is able to go over that and, and give a L'Fnim Eshur din dealing. Klal Gadol Aleinu Ladas. Now here's, here we go. Kol Midais of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yeshnan Gamba Adam. The Midos, it's not Chas V'Shalom that there is Kas. Kas is when we fly off the handle, and now there's a mushal and a Kaddish Baruch who has kas also. No, 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 no. K- 
pass is the designation for a particular his chabras and his kashras that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with the Bria, whereby there's an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu demanding perfection and that, that people fall in line with their tachlis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created them for. Rachmim is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu switches modes of Hanhaga to not demand and react in that way. That's a quid pro quo that, that Mida Kenegad Mida, when we didn't do something in a certain way and we no longer deserve it, Rachmim can go over that. We have a parallel. So since all Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created mankind to have a parallel in this world, we also can react in a certain way when our demands or expectations are not met. When things are not shalem or they're not completely the way that we want them to be, we also have a certain hanhag and a certain reaction towards that. But we have a more primal, something that is an even more inner type of amida that we can tap into. A way that we can have compassion. A way that we can override that reaction when things are not meeting our expectation. And we can tap into this other amida, which is going to be more powerful. Right? The, it's less pow- anger is less powerful because it's just a trigger response. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a much more but it's a much more powerful mido from within that we need to tap into to override or undermine, however you want to look at it, something that's a trigger response to something that's meeting our expectations. Okay. We're not talking about, by the way, just holding back from reacting. We're talking about literally overriding the feeling of kas. Other things like a strong waterfall. That's coming down from mountains. Like a hurricane, it carries strong, you know, very strong trees and branches. You look sometimes like in Florida or the Panhandle, some of these places, right? That that when you have these hurricanes that just wash everything away with them, they're very strong, and you can have Rachmim, this Mida, which is incredibly strong. It seems weak because you're having mercy. It's incredibly strong because it could totally uh, override your response. It's a more inner, it's a much more, you really have to tap into Rachamim. It's much, it's much deeper. Uh, sorry. It's a much deeper thing than the outer reaction to when something doesn't meet your expectations. It's also more supreme. It's a more godly midah. In the words, right? In the words of Tyra and of Chazal. When it says that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that, that by the Miraglim, it says, when Moshe Rabbeinu was davening, it says, Yigdal Nakoyach Hashem. Hashem should, a lotion of Godol, a lotion of greatness. Harishtifas Harachmim Esakas Nikras Hagdolas Koyach Hashem. It's to grow in power. The idea of Rachmim overcoming Kas is an idea of godless. Yeshlanu Lilmud Mizeki Gama Adam Mesugal Hagdol Koyachai Beis Kaiso. We are also. Able, it's not a weakness, it's a strength. If we have an automatic response to something not meeting our expectations, the same way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created the, the Oilam Ha'asiyah and this world and Adam as a parallel, we've spoken before, Ramach Ivarm, Gidim, right? There's Ramach Mitzvah, and Shisa Essay, and Shisa Losa, say the Mishkan has a parallel. The Bria is 
parallel through and through at different layers. How could the, a person's physical makeup, but his midos also parallel the spiritual makeup of the world. And the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can use this incredibly strong mida called rachmim to overcome what's a more surface to us it's a reaction, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu it's a hanhaga, how to react when something doesn't meet the, entit- the, the entitlements or the expectations or our notions of that. It's a, str- it's a, it's a midah of strength. To allow Rachman to overcome. What's step one? Step one is to know that you're capable of it. Step one is to know that you're capable of overcoming your you're over. You're capable of overcoming your emotional reaction. She is like koyach gadol kaza, gadol, who yachol hatev lahavchenbo, and you can discern this al mi koyasim. So let's take a look. Who gets angry? And generally speaking, at least in our terms, I mean, people can fly off the handle for anything. But when we're talking about this in context of relationships, it's people who you have who you have an affinity for, right? Well, who really gets you going? The person's kids, the person's wife, the person's talmidim, the people who are in his charge. Who is it that you're not? You feel an ava, right? That, that's why you take it so personally. Right, and you know that—that's why you know it's, sometimes it's so easy for a machanach to go tell somebody, you know, here's how you have to have to react. You know, if if a person's kid, I think I've I've quoted before. I heard the way I remember it. I heard Rav Yitzchak Berkowitz one time on a shir say, you know, he was I don't know if he was officially Rosh Hashiva then or he was on Manhala. I think maybe he was an Asia Torah at the time. Wherever it was, he was in some sort of a position of being you know a, a rabbi, and he had his Talmidim over, and his kids and Eretz Yisrael were playing with playing cards, something like that on Shabbos. So he got annoyed at them. And he said, am I getting annoyed, am I, am I reacting towards them because it's not appropriate for the Rosh Hashiva's kids to be playing playing cards at the Shabbos table? Or am I getting, like, annoyed because my kids are making me look bad? You know what I mean? Like, to, to be omade on it. When you get annoyed, you have a reaction. Sometimes it's not always so clear. It's because it's undermining a particular relationship and you take it personally. It makes you look bad. If you're divorced from it, you know, nobody who works in a special ed school or a kids, uh, you know, a school with kids either special needs, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it is, gets mad that they react in a certain way, right? Right. That's, that's the task at hand, right? If, if, if somebody tells you to, to tutor their kid because their kid refuses to learn, you don't get upset because you might get frustrated, but you don't get angry and insulted and upset because they refuse to learn. But when it's your kid, you know, I, I think I, I mentioned to you one time that I was... Uh, I was learning, it was, it was Motzei Shabbos, and somebody on the block's wife got like, it was crazy, he got literally hit by a car, whatever it was. He was on his way to learn with her on Motzei Shabbos and to run the program at BJX. Anyway, long story short, he, he said, can you go learn with my kid? Okay? I, I, I could be like in a room for like four and a half seconds before like I'm already getting like annoyed at my kids and this and that. Meanwhile, I'm learning with this kid's like, with this guy's like, um, like six-year-old daughter I think afterward, I think she also had some sort of learning disability. I'm not sure, whatever. I'm sitting there, like, making pictures and whatever. Somebody asked me, like, if I tutor professionally. I told my wife afterwards, it's good that I had the opportunity to do that because I saw that I'm, like, capable of it. Because, like, if I learn my kids for four seconds, I'm already, like, I'm already... (laughs) 
<laughs> you know that, right? So he says, those are the people that you get mad at. First of all, if you're just like a, like a maniac who's getting angry at everybody, so you have to work on yourself. What we're talking about is in the context of, uh, of working on these things, we're talking about somebody who, the basis, if you're going to be successful at all, at being a mechanach, at having a relationship, is that you have to have a relationship with the person. There's, there's a baseline of ava, there's a baseline of love. Mechanachem is talmideyem, anhigem is tzibor. But you know what that means? Now, ideally, by the way, in principle, you should have this for every Jew. That, 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 that's, a separate, that's a separate idea. How to develop that you actually have avas Yisrael. That, 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 that maybe is a different vod. But let's assume for the time being that your frustration uh, is coming against a backdrop of having a relationship, right? Which means that if what's, what's more central to your relationship with your son, Talmud, wife, whoever it is? Really, the relationship is built on ava. The kas, the anger and the frustration is more surface deep at something that happened. So in principle, you should be able to tap in to the, 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 the love and the relationship, which is really a much stronger foundation of your interaction with this other person, mm-hmm. right? Theoretically, again, you could take this, you could take this ten, ten, 10 steps forward if you really truly believe that anything that happened to you in life was God doing it for your benefit. I wanted to go out and do a particular chesed, but God made it rain or it made there be a flat tire and made it that I have to work on frustration today, and therefore it was for my benefit because that's what I needed to do. If, if you really believe that everything that happened to you was HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing it to you because he loves you and he's giving you a gift wrap package of what you need in life, so the, the, the baseline of really what's under the surface of your frustration is really, is really love and caring in any realm. We see it much more so hopefully in terms of our kids, our tamidim, our wife, whatever it is. But if you, you should be able uh, at, at some lofty level of doing this for all members of Klal Yisrael and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in any situation that you have in life. So underlying all of these things that you're getting frustrated at is love, is ava. So now you're not really trying to suppress kas. What you're really trying to do is awaken the ava. That 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 should be at least conceptually, it's much different, right? I mean, what what you really see it is imagine you know it, it happens. I think Rav Pincus gave this example when he was talking about the Schaefer. You know, he you know like, like that. Uh, you know, the kid comes home and you're busy. You're about to smack him, and he got sent home from uh, you know from school, and he was acting out. And you're about to go up and give him a piece of your mind and a taste of what he deserves, and he gets mad and he slams the door, and all of a sudden you hear a scream, and he slams the door on his finger, and it's broken, and he has to go to the emergency room. All of a sudden you're buying him ice cream and a bicycle and like you know everything fly, you know so he, he was giving okay a shtickle muscle like about the shifer like no words like all of a sudden you're just wailing and like you know you're tapping into something emotional huh uh, yeah. Is there, uh, anyway, but the point is, is that if you could tap into something that go, that's much more that's much more primal, much more foundational, much more yisoidi than than the response, so then the cash should melt away. Yeah. So he says, and anything else. Once you really get to the core of your relationship, 
What is a person going to affect or do if he's very angry, if he allows his anger to throw freely? I mean, why you really have this? What do you want? You want what's best for your Talmidim. At the very least, you want them to listen to you. Right? Whatever, whatever it is that you're looking for to actually work, maybe in the short term, if you're more powerful and you yell your head off, you can get them to like listen to you in the short term and just go. But you're not really going to have any positive effect. If you just let your anger, you just go, you start yelling like a crazy person, you're not actually going to accomplish what you want either. You'll drive the sinner, or in our context, the person that did against what your wishes were, you'll drive them away. You'll break them and crush them. Nothing productive is going to happen. If you want to have an appropriate response so that you're going to have a desired effect, so you have to have a measured response. This is the Eitzah. You have to tap into the Rachmim. Let, let's state it differently. If you're getting angry, like really angry, let's assume that you're, that you're a, a relatively well-balanced person. If something is driving you over the edge, let's assume that it's because something was worthy of driving you over the edge. So that means that you want, some, you want something to happen, meaning somebody did something really inappropriate. What that means is that you don't want to let it slide. You want them to either rectify their behavior, realize that what they did is wrong, have regret. It mean, the, the more out, out there it is, the more that you actually have some sort of a desired outcome. The more angrier you actually express, the less likely you are to be able to achieve the desired outcome, which means that the more necessary it is to be able to tap into this underlying ava, at least to make to generate an appropriate response. That response, by the way, might be an outward display of anger. We'll get into that in a second, which is very difficult. But at least inside of you, you'll be able to decide on, on what the appropriate response is. It's tried and tested. Oh, so this is tried and tested. What we're saying makes sense. We can't really establish any sort of like uh, training for this because hopefully you're not flying off the handle every other day. So, and if you are, then it's too late. But you know, it, it's hard to establish any sort of a framework. So here, this is this is going to be unbelievable. So he says, You know what you could do? What we're trying to do is practice. This is what this vat is. We're trying to practice and develop, hone in on our ability to be able to awaken the ava for somebody. So that when you are in a position where your emotions are getting all riled up, you'll be able and be practiced at being able to awaken that 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 feeling, that connection with the person. The people in your charge, be them Talmidim or children, or sometimes your spouse, whoever it is, to be able to awaken that Ava. Okay? So that's what we'll do. And then that will replace or undermine the Kas. How do we do that? Now, when you think about this, I was thinking about this when I was doing this Vad. You know, we all daven for our children and this and that. Um, I've mentioned before, by the way, 
davening for other people that you don't get along with because you kind of become invested in their success. But but let, let's even leave, leave that aside. The people that you get the most angry at on a more day-to-day basis probably are the people who are closest to you. So you have to be able to awaken the Ava, which in principle should be much stronger towards those people. So what does he say to daven for them? But do we really daven? We always daven for our kids. You know, Baruch, you know, they should do well in yeshiva and this and that. How often do you really actually daven three times a day? Do you stop and actually go through the motions, go through the details of actually, not just like kind of by reference, you know, like uh, incorporating by reference, but how often do you really daven for the people that you love? If you do it often, so then skip to the next vod. But for many people, right, you're not really becoming, davening takes long enough. You know, you're not really, you're not really becoming that emotionally invested in davening for the people that you, that, that you care about. Parents should be davening for their children. I had a little bit of a thought, which I don't know if it's true or not. There was a story that was going around. I think it was about Rav Aaron Leibstein. But it was, it, I think it was about him. And I might be saying the story wrong, but the, 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 it's right enough. So the way that the story went is that somebody wanted to kick the kid out of school. And they went to Ron Leib's diamond to present it in front, you know, to, to present the idea about whether they could kick the kid out of school. And the response was from, I think, whoever the Gadol was, is he said, what's the kid's name? So he told him the kid's name. So he said, what's the kid's mother's name? So the Rebbe said he didn't know. So he said, how can you not know his mother's name? Haven't you been davening for him? So he said, how can you decide to kick this kid out of school? You're going to make a life decision for him. You haven't even been davening for him. Okay, and that's the way the story went. That's the way it got passed around. Eh, so there's enough to be said in the story. But taken in this one, what it means is is that if the way to develop, and I don't know that if this is what the what the Gadol meant, and I definitely don't know if it's what the people meant when they were telling over the story. But I'm going to give a different spin on it, right? If if obviously if if you want to kick the kid out of school, that means that you're that he's irking you. Probably you're getting angry at him, whatever it is. If the only way to know that if you're giving a measured response is to be able to tap into the relationship and the love that a mechanic should have. So now it could be that the appropriate response is to kick the kid out of school, but you're getting angry at him, so it's an emotional response. So the only way to do that is to be davening him. If you haven't been davening for him, so then that means that you have no hechetimsa to be tapping into the relationship and the love that you have for him, which means that your response has been out of anger. If your response is out of anger, then who says that that's the appropriate response? You haven't been thinking clearly, right? But, it, but either way, back to what he's talking about, the, 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 w- w- there's no way, the only way to really get your anger, to, to dispose of your anger, even where it's appropriate, the more appropriate it is, the more a person's close to you, isn't to suppress the anger, it's to awaken the love. Why? Because both Rachmim and really the love, which is the basis of your relationship, are really stronger than the Kas, which is the, the, the outer reaction to something that the person did. So what do you do? You can't practice not getting angry because, first of all, you're not getting angry too often, but also, parenthetically, if it's, you're already getting angry, it's too late. So what you do is you have to practice tapping into Ava. How do you practice tapping into Ava? By becoming invested in the person and davening for them.
Okay, Chiv Zay Yesh Lomun Mehod Demakas Dafir Aleph Imosein Shalquanim. Okay, he goes on uh, the certain Gemara over there, and he talks about yeah that that, that uh, I uh, it talks about whether or not somebody's going to be cursing the Kohanim that they should die. So it says, but a, a baseless curse has no impact. So it said it's not baseless because the Kohanim should have been davening. I'd comment that somebody was in a position to daven for somebody and they didn't daven, so then that's a legitimate time on them. That's a liability. Okay, Rechayev Kohen Gadol Kiu Mufkel Aldor because since the Kohen Gadol I'll skip a couple lines. But since the Kohen Gadol was Muf, the, it was, was in the, the people of his door were in his charge, so then it was his responsibility, not just a nice thing to daven for them, since he didn't daven for them, so then that becomes a liability against him. So therefore, if they daven for his death, so then he kind of, in a certain sense, deserved it. And that's right. why the, their mothers would daven for the other people. Okay, I don't want to get into the background of the Gemara for now, but the point, the point is there, coming uh, coming off of a Gemara, and this is this is what he says. So this is Vad one, which we just summed up really a second ago. Is that the way to, in advance, prepare to not be overwhelmed by anger? It's like the Gemara Bracha says that some things, you know, davening it when a person is sick to get well, or when a person is already having financial problems, to is very hard. You know, that's a big ask from Hashem. Put some tefillahs in the bank. Daven in advance that a person won't get sick or won't need the money, right? If you want to put some, if you want to put some, have some uh, emotional savings in the bank, so that so that when it really comes to it, and you're going to get angry. You want to be able to have at your disposal to be able to tap into that ava. Practice awakening ava for those people where there really is the foundation of this relationship with them. How? By davening for them. That's the vod. When you're davening, you can't daven. Listen, you're not going to daven for your wife and your kids and your neighbors and everybody you know and everybody on your list. Every davening, you know, if if you have if you have 19 brachas in Shmonesrei and if if you'd spend 30 seconds on each bracha, right, your davening is already like nine minutes. Go find me how many people are consistently davening. And then if you actually itemize certain people and their needs, you're talking about a 12 minute Shmonesrei, 13 minute Shmonesrei at least. Okay, just there's no bracha that's not worth 30 seconds. I mean, with any sort of thought, right? So within the range of what's reasonable, you know, you, you just incorporate it, implement it a little bit. Certain things become easier. But uh, to the extent that it becomes easier, it just becomes more happen. You know, you just sort of like it's a trigger. Oh, yeah, he should do, you know, bracha vatzlacha to everything that he needs and whatever it is. But for the people that are closest to you, da- become invested in davening for them a little bit. Do it in your own words. Not during davening. Do it when you're walking to the train station. Do it whenever you're doing it. But that's that's the first vibe. Vad shmini. We still have not said enough in Tikkun Akas. You just turn light. That anybody who is entrusted with Chinuch, Rabim, Yechidim, Bamide, Pam, Lamatsev, Shibo, Chayev, Laharos, Kas. Here's the thing. Forget about just that there are going to be things that really draw you, that, that drive you up the wall. There's a separate issue. There are times that it's appropriate to exhibit Kas. So now how do you do it? Right, which means that not only if it's appropriate to show cost, that means that the reason that you're showing it is really because it's appropriate to be because, except for the fact that you don't want to be because, because then you're busy, you know, like destroying the world and not making clear decisions. So that becomes really difficult. Somebody did something that demands a reaction of anger. If it demands a reaction of anger, it's because that's you know outwardly that means that you should be in that position, and yet you don't want to be in that position. That uh, we want to be far away from cost. It's in the 
bosom of fools. But matzav shuchayev lechos who alul shuvlis parts because of the hashchus. Because if you if you're in a way that you're chayev to to get angry, so then you're alul to your your uh, susceptible to acting and expressing yourself in a really destructive way. So this becomes like a very fine balance, right? How do you, how, what what do you do? The Ramchal says in Mesil Sisharim, "Hina afilu ledvar mitzvah his irunuzal afilu aravim talmida vavim beno." Where it's mutter to give them uh, to 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 be miyaser them. Veloy veloy yasram. Not that you shouldn't give them musur discipline. Eli yasram via yasram. Certainly do it. Achmi blikas without the emotional component. Kiim lahadrich oisam bederach hayeshara via kas sheyiralehem. Yeah, kas haponim velo kas halev. Outward kas. Good. Is that simple? Not. Right. It's not simple. Not 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 simple. Ulam. Ulam. I externally binged on food every night at 1 a.m. this week, but I didn't really mean it. Okay. Ulam. Ulam. Avoida kashi shekasia kas haponim. How, what does that even like mean, right? Like, I, I, I am so, you know, it's hard enough to like, you know, like switch to like listening to like classical music in your head and awakening Ava and just driving the Kas away. No, you're supposed to go down the road of showing Kas. Don't just like switch your headspace into like puppies and rainbows. You're going to show Kas, but you're not going to feel it, right? Like, this is like angel, angelic behavior here. What does it mean? So he says, you know, the, 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 the real answer, which is sort of what we said before, is you need to cut things off at the pass. Once you're going down that road, there's not really any turning back. So beforehand, we were talking in one direction. Over here, we say like this. Um, he's really passive on the inside. They got tricks. They got tricks, okay? Tricks are for kids. Lemaran Rav Simcha Zisol Mikalm Haya Beged Miyuchad Shalavash Oisay Rak Veshosh Hayetzarach Laros Gas. He had an anger garment. Now, presumably, the point is, you know, if you say don't get angry, so then that you know that that ship has sailed. He could get angry, but what he would do is he would put on a different garment. Presumably, it was either to introduce some sort of a waiting period, and or to introduce some sort of a intellect into the process. I mean, usually when a person gets angry, it's because they're they're overwhelmed, so their seichel takes a back seat, and it's totally emotional. If he as angry as he is, all of a sudden the seichel kicks in. Okay, I have to go upstairs. I have to look for the garment. I'll do it. Then I'm going to come down, but I'm going to hold back my response until I do that. It takes four or five minutes until you come back. So already you're not. It's not a trigger response. It's not in the heat of the moment, right? I will give you the full wrath from within in an hour. Right? Same idea, I think. In the the the, uh, the yeshiva of the Chavetz Chaim, they waited when he would get angry at something. And Rav Yerucham said this also. I'm not sure exactly what he's getting at with this. I think what he's saying is that 
when a person is exhibiting anger, they have to be so unbelievably measured. You know, usually maybe they're more subdued and this and that. So unbelievably calculated as to what they're going to do and how they're going to say it that it seems to be saying that when the Chavetz Chaim would get angry or exhibit his anger, he would he, he would go down a road of showing and saying things that he never would otherwise express in his more, you know, calm, you know, or exhibiting calm moments. I'm not sure exactly what he means, but his point is, is that they, they, they almost like looked forward to it because there was some Kedusha there. It was, it was in a different realm of thing. I'm not sure what he's getting at. El Shehu, whatever it is. There's a very slippery slope and a very big danger in a place where a person is supposed to be getting angry. I don't know what's worse. Sakana to yourself and to others. Things that you're not going to be able to take back. Right? Some of us know that well. Some better than others. <laughs> okay. In our weak generation, we have a separate problem. Our generation is weak. You know, I saw, I saw somebody, somebody sent around this like cute video, you know, kids that grew up in the 80s, kids that were born in the 80s, kids that were born in the 90s, kids that were born in 2000, you know, so the kids that were born in the 80s, you know, a kid comes home, takes his shoes off, closes the door, the mother says, you know, dinner's in the oven, and he says, thank you, and she says, oh, I wish I had 10 of you, you know, kid that comes home in the 90s, leaves his shoes in the middle, whatever it is, you know, the, 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 the mother yells from the other room and says, close the door, put your shoes away, and he gets all mad, you know, he's rolling his eyes, but he does what he has to do and he complains all the way. You know, the kid born in 2000 just like stops and has a tantrum and says, I'm leaving the house. You know, and then five seconds later comes back because he doesn't want to like get a job or do anything and he's just totally like entitled and has like a little fit by the door and like whatever, right? <laughs> so, so he says, kids can't take Musra anymore. Or in other words, the kids, you know, there was a, Somebody told me once that there was a Hasidish guy in Chaim Berlin, Chaim Bachar, whatever, I don't know, Chaim Berlin, and uh, some, well, I don't know what it was, he was late for, sh- something happened, and Vigner Miller slapped him, and he was walking around like, you know, for 10 years, like with pride, he goes, this is the cheek that Vigner Miller slapped, something like that, yeah. Nowadays, there's a famous story, I think, with the Sfasemis and the Chidusha Arim. I think Sfasemis and the Chidusha Arim's grandson. If I'm mistaken, that Sfasemis like stayed up all night learning, and the Chidusha, and then he was sleeping, and he daven vasik, and then he went to sleep. And the Chidusha, I think this is the way I remember the story, I might be wrong, but the Chidusha Arim afterwards like, came and said, like, why are you sleeping late? And he didn't respond. He says, Chavrusa asked him, why didn't you tell him that we were up learning all night, and we daven vasik, and says, when the, when, when the Chidusha Arim gives you musr, you don't respond. You take the musr, whatever it is, you don't get insulted. He had something to say, you know. People can't take Musr anymore. Shamanu me'echad mi'manhila yeshivas. I heard from one of the... They don't make manalim like this either anymore. <laughs> I heard from one of the manali yeshivas shek ha'chanoso lo'ochiach talmud al-maisen nivzeh nimshcha lefamim yoyser me'asher ha'chanol l'mayma rabim He prepared longer to give Musr to a Talmud, to a singular Talmud, than he prepared to give a public drasha. V'loroiv matzah and more often than not he found ki akitza mechuvenes that a well-directed zing, a well-directed sharp remark, sometimes very calm, right? Sometimes the calm is scarier than the anger. A well-directed sharp remark was more effective than anger. Again, 
this is very hard to practice because hopefully we're not in the situation and hopefully we're not in the situation so often. Otherwise, you have other problems. You know, it's something wrong if it is happening all the time. Anybody who has people that are in their care, to be very careful and thought out about Dogma shevenu lanu The examples that we gave about again introducing, I think, I think, I think the the primary the idea of like introducing was that even where your intellect, where your seichel tells you that that a certain response is demanded, to sort of put some sort of a calculated, write that incredibly angry email, save it as a draft, and send reread it and send it tomorrow. More often than not, even if the substance stays the same, the tone will change. Introduce some element of a waiting period of an action into the process, and and that way you'll give the response that's needed, which might be showing anger, but it'll automatically be outside of the things. Unless, of course, your kid has to get to school so that you should just fly off the handle as quickly as possible so that you could send them to the school bus crying. Okay. Or not. <laughs> Time is It doesn't work here. Okay. Doesn't work for you, okay. But in any event, I, I, that's that's yeah. Okay, yeah. The uh, the last one. Finish up the cast section. So we have so far two vadim. Vadim number one was to hone in and cultivate your ability to tap into the more deeper-rooted emotion of Rachimim, which shouldn't be super hard because what we're really talking about is developing and acknowledging the love, which hopefully is much stronger, especially to your loved ones, than the anger that you're trying to express, which will wash away the kas. And second of all, uh, is where even where anger is an appropriate response, even when anger isn't the appropriate response, expressing that anger, but not actually, not actually in the uh, in the window of that actual emotion, uh, which, which is triggering something. Vachi, hasavlonos makifa harbe yoiser mimar shetiarnu becholavadamarko. Savlanus, patience or tolerance that we've been saying, encompasses much more than we've been discussing. Really, that we're not able to basically itemize everything in, in all these vadim. Even if we're not going to be able to address everything in terms of a practical exercise, right? There are some things There are some things that you should at least know the parameters of. You should have an understanding of, and you should know that it's out there. Even if you're not going to be able to do it on day one, which is, in a certain sense, a lot of the approach that we're taking with these vadim, because we're not taking six weeks for each one, right? We're going through and and, and we're laying out a map. And then, uh, however, we end up dealing with it and doing avoda. Hopefully, taking a little bit of it if we can. But this amik bezeb gemar and shabbos daf teches tan rabbanon hane eleven ve'enen aluvin those who are insulted and don't insult back shomen charpasam they're disgraced ve'enem mashivin. If you want practice by this, you should be the gabai in shul. Oisin me ava v'smechin biyisurin they do out of ava and they're happy in a certain sense with yisurin alei and a cause of oimer v'oyavav ketzeish Hashem esh begvurasai. The uh, the Balatanya I think has some in a totally different context. Uh, one of the things I think he quotes this pasuk 
Um, and he says that, you know, if you could tap into something when it's difficult, then you'll yield, you know, the, 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 the true rewards, Kitsay Sashemesh, when it's clear. I think, I think if I remember, he's talking about it more in the context of Amuna. You know, if when there's Hester Panim and things are more clouded over, you recognize the truth of wanting to come close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then when there's ultimate clarity and the, the, the Shemesh comes out, so then everybody's going to recognize the truth. But you, you, you're on a much higher level of recognizing the truth. You, you saw the truth when, you know, when it was, you know, not just on your terms, when you saw it clearly, when you, when you had to understand, you had to make that leap and, and drive through. I think he said something along those lines. So then, you're really going to be, oh, by the ones who love me now, like when the sun comes out. He said something along those lines. I forget exactly. But anyway, this is the full actualization of the Shemesh, like the most powerful thing. Yeah? yeah. If I told you that there's a certain type of a person that embodies full actualization of potential of the sun shining, you're going to tell me that it's the people that accomplish great things. Those are the people that stand for great accomplishment. What are Chazal telling us? You want to know what's at the top of the mountain? You want to know who Chazal tell me is deemed as full actualization of potential? The the uh, of Pincus one time he said you know our words are not going to be like I said this before our words can't be the words of Rishayim you know the Zeridus Hadiros we're not going to be the Rambam and we're not going to be the Rajba we're not going to be the Ramban we're not going to be Rashi we're not going to be anyway Abai and Rava how could we compare what's our learning worth but he said you know what you can be your silence could be the same silence as Rachel. Right? What did Rachel do? She was in, this, in, a, in, in, in her position, you know, with Leia and so forth, and she kept her mouth closed. The same way that Rachel, man, who kept her mouth shut. You can keep your mouth shut. That you could do exactly just as good. Your words might not be worth as much, and you, you know, but your silence could be worth just as much. So he says over here, you know what you see? The Pasuk that says, that stands for the higher, most full actualization that you could possibly imagine in this world is not the people that accomplish great things. It's the people that, are, that, that have forbearance. It's the people that have sevel, tolerance. The person who's sevel and is even satisfied with them. If I told you, what, if you saw on a spreadsheet the amount of uh, punishment in this world and XYZ and Gehenim and who knows where worth you would invite you would be a glutton for punishment right so you, you wouldn't just be soivel you would be sameach with the with, with the punishment if you saw everything you know sometimes you have these like you know mishalim that a person you know when i think by ben ishchai maybe the rabbi sali you know somebody went and he said i have such a terrible life and he fell asleep like waiting to talk to him you know the marshal you know and, and in his dream you know the horses were coming and the uh, the the white ones uh, yeah and then and then and then all of a sudden like they're weighing out his mitzvahs and averis and the averis far outweigh the mitzvahs but then they start throwing the yisurim onto the scale and that's going to be what saves him and it's like 50 50 and he's like looking for that one last little yisurim you know Okay, who gibor betachlasagvura? That person who's even sameach with yisurim, he's able to be soivel. He's able to take it in context, to take it in stride, to not get totally thrown off. 
that is the tachlis hagvura, that strength. But we are teaching a blima as boiling by atzmo. Who is who is miskayim the world? Or how is the world miskayim? How is it uh, standing because of the people that are able to keep their mouth closed? For this person who's able to be soivel hardship, things not going their way, right, in the context of Kas. When people see this guy, this Nebuch, things happen to him and he keeps his mouth shut and he just keeps on going and he doesn't have any reaction. He's a poor Zlob. He's a Rachmanis case. He's a Nebuch case. He's a Hazit case. Yeah, he's a... Uh, I don't know, there's some other word. Okay. He's a... Uh, Dafka like Vura. Nobody's gonna say that he's strong. He's a strong silent type, right? Right? Nobody's gonna ascribe to this individual who just sort of like uh, keeps on going without like reacting as 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 being a paragon of strength. The truth is, this guy is like he's he's totally like the incredible Hulk of like the, the true Savlanis is the greatest accomplishment more than somebody who has a lot of outer accomplishments. Hashem and we're not looking for Yisurim. The person that does this, of course, they're not getting Bekas, right? If this is in line with what you're okay with, then you're not going to get angry over it. We defined Kas as being basically something not meeting your expectations the way that you should be uh, for, you know, for Shlemus and so forth. doesn't break his spirit. He's a Gadol Shebegdailim. He's bedridden. This guy was was giving tzedakah and running around and taking out calls and building buildings and running talmidim. It could be that that this person who's in suffering in bed, in a certain sense, uh, is accomplishing more in terms of his growth and personal godless than he was when he was running around doing stuff. We don't know. Bitoy Mizaza Nosan Maran Agon Rav Chaim Akadosh Rav Ram Grzenski as as a Yogan Aleinu the Indian Godel Zeb Kuntras Hayisurim Besifro Teres Avram is his father-in-law I think also or Rav's father-in-law. He says, "Who has shared mevasrei chaza?" He told us, "Ki haya bal yisurin noiran roiv yamav adyoyim achron v'sevel oisam begvuras ilayis v'nesalu hu aliyah achron aliyah shezochal yisarif al kiddush Hashem." I think by the by, uh, by the Nasi Mashram. Yeah. So he says the Rav Mozinski discusses this. Mikan klal yisrael bezmana galus. Okay, this is the finale of the kaz vadim. It says over here, Klal Yisrael b'zman agalus. Tanurabanan, ready? Ger shebol is gay b'zman azeh. We literally just had this gemara in Yevamos on mm. Pesach, so you weren't here. I, Left me all alone. Tanurabanan, Ger shebol is gay b'zman azeh. Oimrim lo mash maru isa shebasal is gayer. Why are you coming to convert? Iato yedei sheyisrael b'zman azeh. Dvayim dechufim sechufim mutrafim yisurim ban aleim. Don't you know the status of the Jewish people in Galus? There, there's no, there's no glory, right? No rest for the uh, weary. weary. If he says I acknowledge and I'm not, it's, I'm not worthy. Now, what do you? First of all, what are you not worthy of? You're willing to be soivel. You're not worthy. 
not worthy. Like, what does that mean? Like, Klaus Yisrael, we don't want the punishment. He's saying, I'm not worthy of the punishment. Go ask any Jew, and he'll tell you if he wants the punishment. He doesn't want it either. He, so you could say it's worth it. What do you mean, not worthy? Rashi, ve'eni roy lishtate v'tzara, any roy lishtate v'tzarasun, mi'yitein ve'ezkelekach, halavai. Okay? This is a new way of looking at this. Wish I would have seen this before we learned the, the Gemara. Rezeu matzava yishal klai yishal b'zmana galas lispal tzarais. Okay? This is not that Klal Yisrael does its thing despite the Tsarais. This is definitionally almost part of the stage in which we're at. We don't appreciate it because, you know, in part because of the utter, utter relative wealth and comfort in which we live, notwithstanding all of the, you know, troubles and every year, I mean, not to downplay, certainly like individual troubles, you know, but if you if you look at like, you know, every year, you know, during our series, we've never had a year like this and it's never been in the Tsaris of Klal Yisrael. The truth is, again, not to downplay the Tsarists that we have, but if you read history at all, past like a hundred years ago, I mean, since like the time of like the Beis Hamikdash, anybody, what would they have given to? Anti- we have antibiotics. I mean, that's like beside the point. But I'm saying, it, like, you read like these stories of like the person that stole the bread because they put the bread away for like the, th- you know what I mean? And like, like, was there a family that didn't have stillborns and miscarriages? I mean, look at the time of the Gemara and like people losing children. Like, like all there are people with difficult lives, but uh, so we don't relate to this. We're very soft. You know when it comes when it when it comes to these things, you know, the government funding for the school buses was like pulled. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but we have school buses and we have government funding and we're able to do it. And you know, I don't know, uh, but but it, it's hard. I'm saying I'm also soft. But he says, Part of Klal Yisrael's Matzav and Golis, it's built into it, is to be Soyvel Tzaras. So it's not a matter of joining Klal Yisrael despite the Tzaras. The, the, the Matzav of Klal Yisrael is Be'etzim a Matzav of being Soyvel Yisurim and Golis. That's part of what he's joining and what he has to want to join. That's the godless. That's that's the opportunity to achieve the ultimate godless is to recognize the situation we're in and be able to be soifel. It's the core of Barzal that we're in now too. That's the godless. It's one thing that we have to grow into it. If you're not mocking this as a godless, you have complaints. Again, we don't ask for Yisurim, but to acknowledge the stage that we're clearly in as godless, the godless is this is the breeding of the godless. We talked a little bit about this, if you remember, like two years ago in the Rosh Hashanah Vadim in the, from Das Tfunas, I think, about like the, uh, if you remember, he had the mushal of like the the spies that were like, you know, connecting back to the, uh, to the king. Whatever. Uh, we're far away. We're not, we're not living in, you know, where we're supposed to be living. We're not living in our kingdom. We're not living in Yerushalayim or Akkadesh. We're not living with our own things. You know, we're, we're deep in enemy territory, so to speak. That's what that's the stage that we're in. You know, we that we shouldn't be in Gullahs, but we're rebuilding, and that's what's building us up so that hopefully we're going to go back soon and we'll have the benefit of that growth and that coming close to HaKadosh Baruch We can't escape this, this, this Metzias. By the way, a Metzia. I recently heard somebody mention, I forgot who, uh, he said, um, you know what a metzia is when you find something? A metzia is something that was always there, you just didn't realize yet. That's what a metzia is. He was talking about it in a particular context, but when you have a metzia and you understand something, it's not something new, it's something that was always there, you just weren't aimed on it.
So he says, There's no real escape to comfort. If you have no Hester Punim, if you right, if you never got stopped at a red light, you know, like I don't want to stand next to you in a lightning storm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's part of the process. Nobody who's consumed by problems, eno mehem, chagiga. Without any fright, we don't want it, but don't be mezalzel in it. It's a godless. We should look in our eyes and fight our fights. So again, we had the, this is really its own vad, but okay, we had the first two, which were important. We already summed them up. And going into the last one, he says, we're not going to really be able to itemize every area and how you should or shouldn't respond in terms of anger and frustration and things not going your way. But what you do have to realize is that, at least to understand and acknowledge intellectually, is that the real true growth and the real true godless that your person can achieve is when things are not going his way and when he's able to be soivlet and be besimcha because, not to ask for it, but besimcha because of it, and not only on an individual level should it not throw him off, but he should recognize so much so is this intrinsic to the stage of growth that we're in on an individual, but on a national level, that the Gemara says that, that it's only when a person actually is omade on this and is willing to engage this idea that that's what, that, that if they, if they want to be a convert, if they want to be a Ger Tzedek. Without, that's how central it is to being part of Klal Yisrael in, in, in our pre-Mashiach, it should come soon, uh, realm. Th- this is where our growth is. It's where our godless is, and that 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 that's part of part of being klal yisrael is working on this element of godless. Okay, shkayach. First two of them were a little more accessible, but the, but 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 at least in the last one, it's a it's it's a difference in in perspective. Mm-hmm. So psych yourself into it. Shkayach. <laughs>